Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're gonna wanna write this down. Good morning. If you're listening to this, it's Wednesday morning, the Confidence and Communication Podcast. And today I'm joined by my friend Kat Daaka. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her with her bio, and then we're going to talk about her brilliance and what she's going to share with us. So Kat Daaka, SCMP, is a negotiations educator, consultant, and speaker specializing in decolonized negotiation strategies. In 2022, she launched Reclaim Your Wealth, a workshop for BIPOC community to explore their beliefs around negotiation and learn the skill to use negotiation to inspire daily acts of liberation. The workshop has since expanded to include racially informed courses, training, and consulting services that use decolonized negotiation strategies to empower racialized folks to do better self-advocate for themselves in the colonial spaces that they occupy. In 2020, after working 10 years in supply chain management and in the middle of a global pandemic, Kat quit her corporate job and started Kanetka, the first and only Filipina-Canadian-owned supply chain management consulting company. She's presently the vice president of the Manitoba Filipino Business Council as part of the council's first ever female majority board of directors as well as chairperson for Cultivation, FAMD, a grassroots volunteer-driven group promoting the modern cultural scene in the Manitoba Filipino community. Yeah! (laughs) I love it. So tell us, how are you doing, Kat? What's up with you today? I'm doing great. We are recording from this very intense studio space in Toronto where I'm spending the month being very unrealistic. (laughs) love it unrealistic I love Uh, it yeah it's fun to join in on the podcast from a different city absolutely yeah no thank you so much for making time I know that you're kind of on a trip slash work trip (laughs) work adventure sort Mm -hmm. of thing and uh the last time that I had you as a guest on the podcast it was episode number 14 and it was negotiation we talked about how to negotiate with Katrina Daaka but your role at the time was a little bit different so your focus has changed So we've known each other since maybe mid 2020 ish, something like, I can't remember, maybe December, maybe it was late. I think it was later in the year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've become friends. I am just fascinated and inspired by just watching you take your passion, just full force and saying, I'm doing this. This is my bitch. (laughs) The world, my whole life. Yes, that's right. So you have a workshop coming up in Toronto and I attended one of your workshops on April 26th called reclaim your wealth. And that's what I really want to hear about is this shift that you've made in your career, this focusing and this like really bold title of reclaiming your wealth. Like that's, it's really big. It's a message that women need to hear a message that BIPOC people in general need to hear. So where did this come from? You badass you. (laughs) 
last job. It's because I am surrounded by women like yourself who inspire me to take up space the way that I do, um, you know, in my industry and in the world. So yeah, reclaim your wealth, even just the language around that. It was really important for me that the language was strong, um, that it had a real tie to, I guess, like this purpose that I have now kind of uncovered (laughs) within myself. So the idea of negotiations training was always something that I wanted to do. And even when I was on the podcast back in October, November, whenever it was, negotiations was always the focus, but I wasn't, I couldn't figure out how I wanted to bring that to community in a way that felt purposeful and aligned with who I was. And it wasn't until around February of this year. I mean, it's May 4th today. And I'm honestly, I can't believe that this has started really just like eight weeks ago because it feels like this is what I should have been doing for a very long time. So earlier in the year, um, I was actually let go from all of my teaching positions. So I was a supply chain instructor at a few schools um, in Winnipeg. And I really appreciate that as part of my journey. But I, I think that those gigs didn't line up for me because the universe was like, "Mm, actually, you're meant for something a lot bigger than that. So the idea of reclaim your Mm -hmm. wealth is really to empower racialized folks with negotiation skills to get them to their highest timelines to access things like their ancestral birthright to wealth, because I truly believe that, you know, all of the grandmas that came before me, all of the things that they've done, the paths that they've paved wasn't for me to struggle and suffer on in this life. So how we can use this specific skill set to access that. And really what this was inspired by was the fact that, you know, I worked for so many years in a field where negotiation is kind of the top skill in order to get things done, right? So I was a, I was a buyer for the last decade. And that involved a lot of negotiating. And again, if you go back to the podcast that we did previously, that involved, you know, negotiating things like for furniture and bugs and rats and, you know, multi-million dollar agreements. So that's kind of the world that I left. And all of the resourcing, all of the education out there for negotiations training is mostly authored by white folks. And Mm -hmm. it feels irresponsible to me to send people of color out into the world with that kind of event, uh, kind of advice that's not culturally informed, not racially relevant to us. Um, And I think there is a lot of decolonizing within our own selves that we have to do in order to really feel confident in using those skills. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how Reclaim Your Wealth (laughs) got here today, because it really was just this idea floating around in my head. I I couldn't find the words for it. I didn't know what it looked like. And then one day it just like all clicked. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because we've, we've talked about things before in the past and you've mentioned that you've, you would say things like it's coming, like there's an idea coming. And I love, I love that about you. I love that about our conversations is we talk very unrealistically. Like when it comes to regular conversations with regular friends, right? Like the friends that I love to death would do anything for, but you can't have certain conversations with them. And I love that we can have these like Mm-hmm. really just fucking crazy conversations about this is what I want in my life. This is what I'm going for. And that's super exciting. So I want to touch base to the time where you lost those jobs, because like for most people, like it's scary, right? 
an entrepreneur or not, you lose your job, you lose your income. It can be a really scary thing. I like by Steph Robbins, my virtual conduit once told me that I'm psychic. So I, (laughs) I'm always trying to like tap into that. And I will sometimes like make these assumptions that I will say, yeah, that's my psychic ability, but I don't believe I'm ready to like offer that service just yet. However, with all that being said, you were posting, you made a comment and, um, you know, some of your stories, you were talking about your experience working with the, the schools. And as I'm watching, I'm like, this is good. This is what's supposed to be happening. And like, I could never say that to anyone who lost their job in any capacity. Like, this is good. I think it's you could have a- said it to me. You could have said I it probably to me. could have. And I think it's such an exciting time for people when they lose a job. It's torture, but it's also so exciting when you look at the opportunity, like you get a clean slate. You also mentioned you've been doing this for only eight weeks, but it feels like longer because it's what you are meant to do. And yeah, when you said eight weeks, I was like, it's only been eight weeks because this is your light. This is what you're supposed to be doing. I really feel like I'm stepping into exactly the person I was always meant to be. Yeah. And to touch on, you know, the the thought of getting laid off from those jobs. I placed a lot of my self-identity in the past in the fact that I could say, I'm an instructor at a university, right? Like that is very easy for people to understand, especially with all the freelance work that I do. Like it was hard to explain my job to people, but the second I said, oh, I'm an instructor at a university, all of a sudden I felt very credible. All of a sudden I felt relevant, like people understand what I do. And there was that sense of, again, credibility. So I tied that very closely to my identity um, and almost like my self-worth. But I never fully aligned with the work. Yes, I love being an instructor. And there are certain ways that I've, you know, really connected with students. And again, I bring that perspective. And you don't really have many young Asian women who are instructors at that level. So that's kind of the perspective that I bring to every class. But I never fully aligned with the idea of working at these institutions that are very much white led. And again, in their systems and processes oppress my students of color. So, you know, I've always kind of had that internal conflict with that. So when I got let go from those jobs, immediately, I felt relief. It's not that I wasn't worried about getting laid off from these jobs, but I felt liberated actually by being fired Mm -hmm. from these jobs because Mm -hmm. I just always knew that it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. you know what, if you, I'm not going to get into like the details of why or how I got, you know, let go from these jobs, but you know, you can peep my Instagram post <laughs> if, you're, if you want the tea, but I just knew I never fully aligned with the work. And I just felt so liberated when those jobs stopped coming mm-hmm. to me because yeah. it was so easy. Like, you know, as an instructor, you get paid pretty well. And it's very hard to say no to those Mm -hmm. contracts when someone keeps giving them to you. Right. I actually felt really relieved and that there was just like all of this space uh, laid out now in Mm -hmm. front of me to really pour myself into like passion projects and my purpose. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a weird, the last couple of months have been so strange. Yeah. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. Like the, the decision to like quit a thing, right? Like that's a really big decision. A lot of emotion goes into that, but when it's the opposite and it's like, oh, it's not available to you anymore. Like, and it takes a strong person to say, that's okay. I'm going to look at my, this is my time now. This is my time to do my thing. That's really incredible. Yeah. And that was certainly the messaging that I got when 
because I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, for two institutions in the span of a month to let me go. And I just think that that is divine timing, no? Yes. Like, because it could have happened at any time, but I wasn't ready for this idea yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, reclaim your wealth, the idea of decolonized negotiation strategies, like all of these things, like, I guess I wasn't ready for that like six months ago or whatever, but yeah. now all of a sudden everything has cleared out in order for me to mm-hmm. pour everything into this. So, and, yeah. and the way, the way that I see it is like the universe is like, you know, move a little bit here, move a little bit there, right? Like the universe is never going to go A to Z, right? Like hit you with lightning. You're a whole new person. You're the person that you want to be now. Be mm-hmm. happy, right? Mm-hmm. It's really about the small shifts and taking steps of faith and trust, trusting your own intuition in moving forward. And then this topic, like, holy shit, it's huge. <laughs> and, and like, so April 26th, I got to attend one of your sessions and reflect on times when I had to negotiate. And I was very impressed with the whole negotiation process that you talked about and led us through and the introduction of why we're worthy of reclaiming our wealth. Earlier, you mentioned ancestral birthright to wealth. So like, where did that come from? How do you know this? I wish I had a really good answer for that. Like, <laughs> like it's a couple of different things. It's lived experience. And then I don't know, it's like the result of all of this self-reflection and inspired action. And there was actually quite literally like, so I'm actually certain I know this date, February 22nd, because I remember it was 222. I put out that Instagram story that said, okay, something's coming tomorrow. I, I'm going to announce um, like a free community workshop because I don't need an institution to inspire community and, you know, all of that. So I, I literally put that out into the universe, went to bed, woke up very early the next day and everything just flowed immediately. The reclaim your wealth, those three words together came out that morning. Oh my God. I'm not joking you. I didn't have it prepared when I said like, Oh, Oh something's coming tomorrow. I literally had no idea what (gasps) it was. I had no idea what it was. The next morning I woke up, reclaim your wealth. Those three words together came to me in my morning meditation. The sun was so bright that morning, Mm. just all of these things. And I really do think it was that inspired action where it's like, okay, the universe says, you're ready. Here's this idea. We're just going to plant it in your brain while you're sleeping. Like, yes. So that came about literally the morning before I posted it to Instagram. And then all of the, even the copy for the content, the slides all came like just poured out, just (laughs) Just poured poured out out that morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, it just has taken off (laughs) since then. Like when I put out a community offering, I, I do 12 spots by the time the story expires, the spots are all filled already. It's incredible. And the Toronto one we're doing on a pay as you can. We're already like filling up registrations. We're halfway there. Like it's been a day. So yay! it's, I just know (laughs) this is where I'm supposed to be. Yes. (laughs) So, so talk a little bit about what is ancestral birthright to wealth? Yeah. So I think that is going to land with people differently based on where they are in their own connection to ancestry, their own decolonization work. But when I think about ancestral birthright to wealth, again, this idea that like, for me, what it looks like is I really have a hard time believing that all of these ancestors came before me, um, you know, paved the path that they did in, in order 
for me to exist at all and then suffer in this mm-hmm. lifetime, right? Like it's so beautifully said. Like I just, honestly, I have so a hard time. Said. I have a hard time believing that. Like I just think there's room for all of us to win. There's space for all of us. Like scarcity is big colonizer vibes. I don't, I really don't believe that we were put here to struggle and suffer. So my place on this planet is offering the skills and talents that I have to get community closer to whatever wealth looks like to them. And again, wealth is not just like dollars. It's maybe free time or you know, if you're me, it's making up your job title and doing whatever you want or being in a different city every month, right? Like that idea of wealth is also going to hit differently with other right. with people, depending on where they're at with it. So I kind of like how reclaim your wealth, it can mean a lot of different things to different people. But the point is we're going to use negotiation strategies to get you closer to that wealth, closest to your highest timeline, however you want to look mm-hmm. at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The timeline conversation is like, there's, we need a whole other we episode could do for a that. Whole, a whole I'm, I, I fully jump timelines. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love it. What is a common pattern that you see among people in your, like your peers that you look at them and you're like, okay, you need to come to my workshop. <laughs> oh my gosh. To, the number of my people. Message. A number of people that I just will meet out in the world, I'm like you should take my workshop. So <laughs> commonly, again, like what I have observed out in the world is a lot of the people that are close to me are, you know, like us, freelance entrepreneurs, and we are pricing ourselves, right? Like a lot of times we feel guilty or feel bad for you know, charging the price that we think that we're worth or maybe increasing our price with um, like a long-standing customer. And really Reclaim Your Wealth helps people to, to unpack the reasons why we feel unworthy around that. Starting to kind of untangle what that is, get a little bit more curious about those voices in our heads that probably don't belong to us. Um, so a lot of times it's, it's that you know, people who also work in like a nine to five salaried situation who are just so resentful of their work um, and their places of work because they feel underpaid. Um, you know, people who are trying to negotiate a new, uh, a new job title or a raise. Um, again, I think a lot of aspects of this workshop are very helpful. And then honestly, I just think negotiation as a life skill is very useful. And again, helps us to get to our highest timelines, right? Because we actually are constantly negotiating all day long. Um, even just in my like example of this week, like this week I negotiated with WestJet to get a free, we were minorly inconvenienced <laughs> on our flight in by like an hour, but I got a taxi slip for a free taxi ride from Kate Pearson to downtown in Toronto is like a hundred dollar cab ride during surge fare. So like that's worth my time. But the point is like, we can actually just go out into the world and ask for whatever we want, but we have been programmed to believe that we should feel guilty about that. And that's Mm -hmm. for sure how I grew up is, um, you know, I, I am most valued by my community when I am small, when I don't make any noise, when I don't have any needs, right? Like that is the obedient child right Mm -hmm. um so kind of stepping outside of that in order to you know reclaim these parts of wealth right Mm -hmm. so for myself like one of the things that really resonated I mean the language that you use and how I 
like choose to follow some of the work or some of the even, you know, influencers on Instagram, for example, is like, does their message resonate? And if their language resonates, right? So this message really resonates with me. But at the same time, I feel like I have struggled in so many ways in my life. And I mean, not so much anymore, but it was really hard to get where I am. And I still have to like convince myself in my head, my worthiness when it comes to money and negotiating my work. Like, I I feel like I'm really good at that now. Uh, Relationships, a whole other thing. (laughs) I'm working on that one. Uh, However, do you find that people are coming and like, telling you those things and saying like, I still don't know how I, how, how do I know that I'm worthy of this? Mm, I think that's, that's something that comes with time. I think, right. Like one of the things that I preface the workshop with is that, you know, in the end of two hours, we're not going to become, you know, these expert negotiators, really the end goal for us in the workshop. Again, you're going to leave with some tips and tricks and things like that. And like a process for preparing for negotiations, but like really the end goal for reclaim your wealth is just to get us to a sense of self-awareness around that. Right. Because I think for the most part, a lot of us are kind of walking through these negotiations, walking through life, not even checking in with ourselves. But I do think this idea of fully believing that I'm worthy, fully believing that I'm deserving of all these things. Like, I think it's pretty normal for us to feel that we're not right. But if we can just like reduce that thought or quiet that voice as we're going into the negotiation, like for me, that is the win for, for reclaim your wealth. But yeah, that, that one just, I think comes with time and practice and repetitions. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't sit here today and be like, I am fully deserving <laughs> and know my worth because like every other day I'm just like, what am I doing? Should I be looking for a job? Like, yes, I am like very excited about the work that I'm doing, but I'm also very human about it and still right. have those moments. Right. But yeah. I think the other thing that's great about Reclaim Your Wealth is that you're in community, in space with people who can validate how you're feeling and can relate to how you're feeling. Right. So in contrast, like trying to do negotiations training, traditionally authored by white folks, that cultural nuance doesn't exist, right? Like that part of the training isn't really existent, at least from, from a like racially informed lens. Um, So again, the whole point of this is that we're bringing that level, like decolonization work to the negotiation skills. But yeah, I think that's something we're just like, the goal is to reduce it. I don't think we're, I personally, I don't know that I could even get to a point where I'm like, yes, I fully believe I'm worthy all of the time because it's, it's hard. It's really hard. We have been so programmed to believe that we're not, but right. yeah. Yeah. And and the conversation is so valuable. You're right. Like to connect with others who want something higher, they want that higher timeline and they know, and this is, I think something that, you know, let me know if this resonates with you is, you know, that you're meant for more And so it's just figuring out, okay, if I know that, then how do I get there? Right. And I think that's part of the, that's part of the first question. And as a coach and, you know, reflecting on some of the questions that I ask my clients is what is a new thought that you can choose? So if you're not liking Mm. what's going on and how you're feeling about something, and then the, the realization that you get to choose, I think is also part of the message. 
Honestly, that's so perfect. That is so perfect. Like what else can I choose to believe about myself, about this situation, Mm. about what's possible for me is very powerful. Like that internal dialogue, I think is very powerful because again, the value of coming together as a group to talk about this is that we are just kind of immediately validated by other people and not in a way where like, oh, I'm saying something and another person's like, yes, that's correct. It's I'm sharing my story and then somebody else shares a story and it's like, oh, that's something I've also experienced too. And, you know, by design, like if you went out into the world and tried to explain this to someone who's never been there, never walked in your shoes and you try to explain the scenario that you're having again, by design, colonialism will make you believe that that's not actually happening to you. So Mm -hmm. that is the real value is the fact that we can come together and compare notes almost. Mm -hmm. It is very powerful. And then to know that like, oh, it's actually all kind of made up and we can choose Mm -hmm. to think something different, right? Something that I saw on Instagram like a couple weeks ago and I can't stop thinking about it is I wish I had the person's name, but um, they posted this reel and it said one of the key messages is that we just live in a white man's imagination. (laughs) Like everything is made up. And While that thought is somewhat depressing, it's also very liberating to me because that means I too can just make up whatever I want. Mm -hmm. If if we are just living in someone's imagination, I just choose to live in my imagination, right? And like the work that I do, the, you know, decolonized negotiation strategies, like that is kind of a made up thought, but again, like impactful to community, but it's not something that exists currently. Right. I love it. I love that there's so much opportunity to create things that didn't exist because they, they existed, right. They're like out here in the orbit and we're just like putting language to them and leading the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I love it. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that are listening, if you like this message, if you resonate, then take a screenshot and take us your Instagram handle is? My Instagram handle is Kataaka, K-A-T-D-A-A-C-A. Yay. And um, and so they can find a link to your website and a link to learning more about Reclaim Your Wealth. And if like if they can attend, if it's online, where they're happening, because they're happening all over the place because cats traveling the, the world. Yes. Yeah. And you can also book a free 15 minute chat through my website. If any of this lands with you, if you want to talk consulting work or, you know, prepping for negotiations that's or on in- the website, inviting her to speak somewhere. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it. Thanks so much for sharing this with me. Mm-hmm. It was so, so much fun. I always love chatting with you because we are of equal crazy you know (laughs) like I don't feel crazy talking to you but yeah yes that's why that's why I love talking to you yes I love it so another little like funny note that I just want to add Mm -hmm. is so since Kat and I have known each other we snuck in a visit during the pandemic. It was like before we were allowed. I don't know if I should be saying that. Whatever. This is one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. And that was super awesome because we were finding so many things that were just like alike, which was hilarious. We're just, we're kind of like the same person in, in different worlds. We did but discover we are actually the same, the same person. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. So, and I think that's something that was like, that really helped us get into those deeper conversations. And we're just like, wow, like we're, we're actually really the same. Like there's, (laughs) it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. If someone is going into a negotiation on their own, they don't get to, you know, maybe they get 15 minutes with Kat, but maybe they're like on their own. 
what would you say to them in order for them to get the best benefit for themselves? Okay, so if I have one piece of advice for someone going into any kind of negotiation, um, I would say check in with yourself often. Um, Check in with how you're feeling before, during, and after that negotiation. Because a lot of times kind of that internal voice that we're feeling, that gut feeling, sometimes something doesn't feel right. Get curious with that, run with that, because a lot of times that is informed by what I like to call voice of the colonizer and, you know, kind of challenge what that messaging is. Is that really your opinion or is that the opinion of someone outside of you? Yeah, kind of questioning where that comes from and then acting accordingly, right? So, you know, if you're feeling like, oh man, like I should be doing this or I feel like I deserve more or whatever that internal message is, like run with it, like get really curious about it mm-hmm. and go from there. And and that's something that takes time too. Mm-hmm. Like another another thing is like, I would say don't rush through your negotiations so that you can have that time to kind of self-reflect because that rush time is also another strategy for negotiators to pressure you into a decision. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the easiest thing you can say is like, oh, I just need some time to think about it. Right. Like lots of times people aren't going to pull an offer because you need a day to think about something like give yourself that extra time to really sit and reflect on what's happening in that negotiation, what's being said, what's not being said um, so that you can have those moments of self-reflection. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. So really just checking in, like, how do you actually feel about these things? And then so an opportunity to build intuition, right? To listen to that message, mm-hmm. he, really hear that message and, and take it for what it is. If there's something that you don't like, then maybe you need to address it. Exactly. Because if you rush through that piece of it, you're going to run with whatever your default is, which is typically that, oh, I, I'm asking for too much. I don't deserve it. I'm just going to take whatever offer comes my way. But when you build in that time to pause and self-reflect and maybe even ask for additional time, you have time to process and think and and actually put together something that's a little bit more informed by your own voice. Fantastic. That's incredible. That's amazing advice. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Amazing. Yay. All right. Well, we'll probably do this again sometime. Maybe it'll be your podcast, but if you launch one one day soon. Very soon. Woohoo. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, egose, merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at jessicadumas01 because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.